Moving on to Mishnah Brewer now, we're beginning today at the end of Simen Dalid, Seif Chav Gimel. We're going to do today the end of Simen Dalid, we're going to do Simen Hey, and as well as starting Simen Vav, we'll do Seif Aleph. Three sections in today's learning. We're going to have first section finishing the halachas of Natilas Yadayim. The second section is the Kavanas Habrachas, and specifically regarding Shem Hashem. And uh, the third, which is going to be Simen Vav, is going to deal with uh, the bracha of Asher Yatsar. I'm going to mention that, the uh, text of the bracha, and we'll get into some details beginning today. So the Shulchan Aruch says that Chazal, this is Seif Chav Gimel, Chazal established washing for Kriyashma and Tefillah, means when your hands are dirtied, but, or, or Tameh. Blessings in the morning can be made without washing hands. The Mishnah explains because ordinary hands without known dirtiness, without any sort of lichluch that you're aware of, are not disqualified for brachas on foods, and certainly for learning Torah it's acceptable. Shulchan Aruch says, however, if he slept naked, then he can't pronounce Hashem's name until he actually cleans his hands. Mishnah says, and if he doesn't have water, meaning with a hard surface of, of some sort rubbing his hands on it, also to study Torah you would need to do that same thing, because we assume you probably touched dirty covered areas while you were sleeping without realizing. And some say, some are lenient and say, even if you have water, it's all in the Mishnah Brura, it would be still effective to wipe one's hands, do a minimal cleaning for brachas and Torah, even though it does not remove the rachra because you didn't wash until you dine with water. Others say you can't make a bracha, you can't make brachas without water. So it's best to be machmir when you have water. Don't just go the easy route and rub your hand on something hard, but wash your hands until you dine properly with water and then make the brachas. Um, the Mishabura continues and says, since our garments that we wear are open at the neckline, so even if you go to sleep with clothing on, we could assume you touched private dirty area while you were sleeping, and you would need to wash again with water when you wake up. Unless, uh, this would only be uh, if you slept permanently, though not if you slept a temporary nap, then you wouldn't have to wash for brachas or learning, but you would still need to wash for if you want to go daven. Second section today we're dealing with here is the Kavana, the intention we have when mentioning the names of Hashem. So the Shulchan says, a person should intend when he makes his brachas the meanings of the words. So the Shabur explains he should bless calmly. Think about the good that Hashem has given him regarding the mitzvah or the foods that he's about to consume. And the terrible punishment, the Mishabura says, will befall somebody who blesses by rote without any sort of calculated thought. Shulchan says, when we say Hashem's name, we should have intention of the explanations. And he goes through as follows. This is the Shulchan Aruch, excuse me. He says, when we say the name Adnos, which is Aleph and Dalid, we, we should have intent that Hashem is the master of all, Adayin Koil. When it's written, Yud and K and Vav, K, Vav, K, although we pronounce it Aleph Dalid, we're supposed to have Kavana that he was, is, and will always be. The Mishnah Bruce says, we don't pronounce it actually as it's spelled, and who, one who does that has no portion in the next world. I saw some say even if he doesn't say it with its nekudos, but he just says yud and hey and vav and hey without the and that I just said. That would be the same problem in terms of not having a chalik in the next world. Pretty serious avera. Now, when the shem Hashem, although it's pronounced like adnos, which is amonai, uh, with the proper letters nekudos and milara, so we're supposed to pronounce it as, meaning that is how it's supposed to be pronounced lemaisa today, but we should have kavana what Yud and He and Vav and He would represent, which is Hoya Hoya Ve'yihya. The Gras says that in general, you only need to intend what you're pronouncing, which means if you're pronouncing Yud and He and Vav and He, and your Kavana is Adnos, um, since you're pronouncing it, 
Aleph Dalid, even though the word is Yod and Hey and Vav and Hey, you only have to have Kavana for Adnas because that's what you're saying, Lamaisa. Uh, besides by Shema, you also need the Kavana of Hoya Hoya Viyihiyah if you're pronouncing the name of Yod Kei Vav Kei. Shulchan says, finally, the last one is Elikim, the name of Elikim, that Hashem is all-powerful and controls everything. The Mishnah Bura says, if someone's telling a story about Hashem doing something good for him, you should not interrupt between the name and the story, because it could be Maitzi Shem Shemayim Levatala. However, if someone's cursing someone else, and he says Hashem's name to curse somebody else, it's a mitzvah to interrupt them, so that he doesn't make such a serious curse against somebody. Okay, third section we're going to deal now is the bracha of Asher Yatsar, its nosach and its meaning. So the Shulchan Aruch says when you leave the bathroom, say the bracha of Asher Yatsar. Now we go through the text here. We say Hashem's great wisdom. It's illustrated in creation of the body. The Shulchan Aruch says, because either we say the reason it's great wisdom, meaning... Either is because the bag is like a bag of the body is like a bag of air with holes, but when you make a hole in it, it doesn't deflate. I mean, even though there are holes, meaning there's the mouth, there's organs that are open, and yet it doesn't deflate. Or because he prepared food for Adam before creating him. Now it says uh, open or, or organs and orifices and hollow organs. These are the reference points. Shabru just points out you shouldn't say halalim, rather you should say halulim which are the uh, hollow organs, because halalim would connote dead, and there's no uh, life when it comes to, uh, or creation when it comes to uh, halalim. Shulchan Aruch continues, what does this refer to? The mouth, the nose, the anus, etc., those are, the, those are considered the open orifices, and the hollow orifices are the heart, stomach, and intestines. And what it means to say, if one was sealed, what does it mean? Isasim. That's the girsa of the Shulchan Aruch, because that's the, actually that's the Pesach of Sephardi, you put Yisasim first. If one was sealed, which means if the mouth, when he emerged from the womb, would be sealed for too long, so it would be impossible to last for even one minute, because you can't breathe. And similarly, if the hollow organs, chas v'shalom, a heart, would open, even one moment it would be impossible to last, chas v'shalom, lo'aleinu. Alternatively, the Shulchan Aruch says, if the orifices would be sealed for too long, we couldn't last beyond a certain amount of time, meaning beyond that amount of time meaning assuming the orifices are what we're referring to here, if they would be sealed, you couldn't last beyond a certain time period. And similarly, if the hollowed organs would open for too long, you also couldn't last beyond that time, a certain amount of time. This includes all the organs um, in excreting waste. It means this is something we say when we go to the bathroom because it has to do with the functioning of the body, specifically in the digestive system. Now the Shabur explains like this, the Shulchan Aruch's Girsa puts Yisasim before Yipaseyach, which is actually the Miminag of Sephardim, but Ashkenazi to custom is to say, and then We don't say, this is Minag Ashkenaz. I think that's what Sephard does, and Sephardim also do. Two Girsais, either we say, or we say, but it's the same intention, we wouldn't be able to survive. Also, there's two Girsais if we say, the sick people, Hashem heals the sick, or if you don't word, say that word chayle, we just say roi basar, and they're both acceptable girsais. Shulchan Aruch says that Hashem heals the sick of all flesh. What does that mean? It means roi basar, sick of all flesh, which means the Shulchan Aruch explains by allowing one to relieve oneself, it doesn't build up uh, waste, and a person is able to be healthy. Why is it wondrous? Um, it's wondrous because air remains, like we said before, inside a bag-like body with openings and it doesn't deflate. Also, the body separates the nutrients from the waste and the food. And the Ramah says that Hashem binds the spiritual soul and the physical body 
for the overall best functioning of mankind. The Shabura concludes each part meaning the body and the soul, receive what it needs from the food connected, and therefore they're connected through the food as well. Meaning that the body receives the physical support that it needs, the neshama receives the spiritual support that it needs from the food, and that binds the two together. Okay, now we're stopping here um, at the end of Si'if Aleph in Simen Vav. We're going to pick up tomorrow, God willing, with Sif Beis, and continue talking about this bracha, um, these brachas in the morning. Tomorrow we'll pick up actually about Alantila Siyadayim. Okay, everybody have a wonderful day.